They have made $1.4 billion off of pumpkin spice lattes, just at Starbucks. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. And I'm basic. <laughs> basic. Why are you basic? Is there any spice in this beer? Oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> Just smell it. Just smell it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I can already tell we've gone off the rails with this episode already, and we are 20-ish seconds into it. Yes. That's Dolan down there. <laughs> He's so mm. excited about it. He forgot to introduce himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Stuff right there. Pumpkin. So, this week, Brian has brought us, virtual again this week, Brian has brought us a pumpkin beer from O'Fallon Brewing Company in St. Louis, Missouri. So, well, Maryland Heights, Missouri. That's right. So, and, and we'll talk about the differences there, but it's St. Louis. I had O'Fallon beer in St. Louis a number of times. If you go to St. Louis and you don't want to drink the uh, beer that is located there, that's predominant throughout the entire country, O'Fallon is generally right there beside it. Well, we've, I found out uh, doing a little research that this is their 20th year anniversary. So wow, around since 2000. So let's uh, get right into it because we've got uh, a lot to pack into this shorter episode today. So uh, pumpkin beer, right? I mean, that's it. Pumpkin yeah, beer. it's pumpkin beer. That's what we got. Pumpkin spices. We've done pumpkin beers before. So I've done some research that's different than we've talked about before. It's going to not really be a whole lot about the style of beer because we've covered that previously. So let's just get into it. Um, Here's the research I did a little bit on the brewery, not so much like history of who made it and all that sort of stuff. In case you have that, I wanted to talk about their pumpkin beer specifically because they make four different kinds and they have a variety pack, which you can get, uh, not in Nebraska. I had to bootleg this back from Iowa uh, you know, as long as no one's listening, that can shut us down. So I went to uh, the Bluffs and grabbed some of this O'Fallon stuff. Uh, they make a variety pack. And so it's a 12 pack. You get three of each kind, kind of like the Sam Adams ones that they do. Okay. Um, they have this one, the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. They have one that's called Pumpkin Whip, which has got some vanilla in it. Okay. So it's similar to a drink, I guess. Um, they have a Mexican hot chocolate pumpkin beer, which I would totally love to try. And they have one called Salted Caramel Pumpkin, mm. which also would be good. They do not have the, the variety pack. Otherwise, I would have got that and we'd all be wasted. Uh, but so I just got a six pack of what they did have. What do you think, Rich? You're not a pumpkin guy? Uh, I'm glad you didn't get the variety pack. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, here we go. How about this? I, I, I see where you're going with this. Like, we should all just get like, like, we should all be shopping at Target with vests and, uh, and, and high socks on, right? Um, basic. Mm, basic, yeah. Hey, I'm in because I am a pumpkin spice lover. 
Me too. I'm getting the pumpkin spice as soon as it comes out at all the coffee shops. Yep. I'm in line. Yep. I, uh, I really like this one. Uh, it's, it's one I would buy again, although I would have to drive back to Iowa. Uh, I like the color. I mean, it, it's darker, right? Yeah, I guess. The smell is pumpkin spicy. It's uh, maybe a little clove. It's got cinnamon for sure, which I love cinnamon and beer. Cinnamon and anything is great for me, but cinnamon and beer, like a stout or pumpkin beer specifically, super yeah, yeah. tasty. Love it. Um, uh, okay. Uh, maybe I'll, I'm going to reserve I'll my... I'll wear you down. Don't worry. I'm going to reserve my judgment until the end. I'm going to I'm gonna drink the whole thing. Yeah. That's, that's fine. That's, that's what, what we I'm, do. That's exactly what we do. <laughs> uh, I will... I, I, I want you to... I want you to talk a little bit more before All I... Right. Really, because I have my own opinions about O'Fallon as a brewery. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's, let's get through this here. Here's a couple more beers that they make that I thought were interesting. Um, one of the beers that they make is called Weech which is a wheat mm. peach beer. It's one of my sister's favorite beers. It's your sister's awesome. favorite beer. Yeah. Yeah. So in the summertime, we always try to get some of that. Uh, it's very tasty. They have a cherry chocolate stout. That's pretty good. Okay. They have one that's called, I can't say the word, but I'll just, it's basically a margarita IPA. So it's called a margarita. Whoa. And then they have one that's called Naughty, but it's a pretzel beer. And I've had pretzel beer before. I think Nebraska Brewing Company made one once. And it tasted exactly like pretzels. And it was really good for like the first three or four drinks. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it was not as good. I mean, it was fun to try it. It would have been great for like a taster. But I had this at the Storm Chasers game in a big pour. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that, I was like, Ugh. and I love pretzels and I love beer. And not... No. So I would try this one because it's only a 12 ounce, you know, bottles. So that's probably the right amount for that sort of beer. Denver Brewing. Two was not good. No. Denver Brewing does. Uh, I think it's called Pretzel King, I believe. And it's a, it tastes like pretzels too. But you're, And those are 12 ounce cans. And mm-hmm. that, that's it. Like I can yeah. barely, I get to probably nine ounces on that. And like, okay, this is, no. It's got to be cold. Yeah, I would say. And it's weird that it does. It it tastes exactly like pretzels. It's so weird. Um, The only other thing I wrote down about the brewery itself, and maybe you'll cover this, maybe you won't. I've never heard of this before. Um, They have their own, they call it the OFB Beer Lab. Right. And it's basically the science part we've talked about before, but they hire it out. So if you're making a beer, like if you're a home brewer or you're another brewery and you want their like opinion on stuff, they'll run panels for you. So like we do with our healthcare travelers, uh, if you're getting a drug screen or you're getting your titers drawn or that sort of stuff, that's get sent to the lab. You get your results, just get sent it back. Same (laughs) thing for this. They'll do a yeast panel. They'll tell you what's in there, the condition of it, the livelihood of it. They'll do something that's called a calculated nutritional panel. So if you're, cause you have to put your like nutritional information on packaging now. Uh, If you need to know, your calories, your ABV, that, that sort of stuff. Like they'll do that, that science for you. Uh, they do, it's 20 bucks to, for them to tell you your ABV. It's $60 for them to tell you the calorie intake, what your beer is in calories or caloric. And then the PA, they'll do a pH balance on your water for $10. Cause water is super important for beer. And uh, a lot of places have different pH levels and you have to know that before you make beer. Um, They'll do a color test 
which is real scientific. There's like a spectrometer that you drop your beer onto and you look through it and it gives you this range. And that's, uh, those are expensive scientific uh, like things. Uh, my brother-in-law has one for homebrew, uh, but I don't know if you would need the same sort of thing for like this scale of beer or not. Mm. And then IBU testing is 35 bucks. So um, I think a lot of it's homebrew. Um, when you make a homebrew, a lot of times you'll use a recipe and it should tell you in the recipe. Uh, but if you vary it at all, any little tweak can change all those things. And sure. if you absolutely have to know it, this is a place to do it. Um, they also will tell you if your beer is spoiled, they'll tell you what's in it and why it's spoiled, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. So I know our friend Aaron Daly was studying for a long time for the Cicerone test, which is like an official, you get a little pen that says, I know about beer. And one of the things you have to drink, there's like these basically 10 different spoiled samples and you have to tell them why it's spoiled or what kind of bacteria made the spoilage. So really? not only do you know about good beer, you have to know about bad beer and why it's bad. And there's a couple of them that he just, he flip-flopped on a, a bunch. So he, he was always like studying for that test. And that was one of the things that he had to know. Huh. And that's what they'll tell you. So if you've got a, a batch of beer that came out bad and you want to know why, they'll do the science on that and, and let you know. So okay. pretty cool. I've never heard of that before. I wondered about this because I was, so I was on their website too, and they actually have one with that, with that, uh, what, OFB logo that looked huh? completely different than the rest of their beers. It was called Pumpkin Pie Fizz. Mm. Right? And I thought, well, I don't know. Well, they make a cider. Mm. They make cider there. So maybe it's that or a, what's the other thing we've been talking about this year? Seltzers. Seltzers. Yeah, they make. I think they have a seltzer too, so it could be, it could be that. Weird, but they're a, a big-ish brewery in Missouri that we haven't really talked about before. Bigger than maybe some of the other, yeah, some of the other breweries that we've talked about. This is probably Especially, the big, yeah, I think so. Other than like Boulevard, of course, right. but yeah, the ones that we've been doing recently, like the Oktoberfest beers that we had, and you know, we've had a lot of Missouri beers, so. Like crazy, yeah, but we have. That's true. Did you go through? They they went through, and these guys are all these are these guys are all pumpkin pied in, right? I don't even know how else to explain it. Like they they love pumpkin, they love pumpkin spice, pumpkin pie, yeah. pumpkin whatever. Like, did you see how many beers they've done in the past? Uh -uh. So they had a whole list of them. So you listed out the current ones, right? Yeah. They've had, and I wrote this down because I thought this was. This is crazy. Like this, in addition to what you listed, they've also done a peach pumpkin beer, an apple cinnamon pumpkin beer. I'd be in on that one. With, uh, 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 a pumpkin bread dunkel. That would be good. I think the Germans would punch them in the mouth for that. <laughs> well, it wouldn't meet those dirty German purity laws, but no. tastes good. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a saison called Season of the Pumpkin. That might be good. Okay, I no, not generally a Saison fan, but all right. It's got pumpkin uh, in it, I'll drink it. <laughs> now, now here's yours. Pumpkin pie stout. They had pumpkin pecan pie stout. That'd be good, yeah. <laughs> we did a we did a pumpkin stout last year, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh pumpkin s'more stout. Okay, now you're talking my love language. Right, right. 
I think you just you got a little excited there for a second. I did. I moved closer to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, here's this is this one interested me a lot. Pumpkin Belgian wit. So yeah, they're gonna make a traditional Belgian wit, but then instead of like a lemon uh -huh. flavor, I would assume there's a pumpkin flavor. Yeah, I think coriander and pumpkin would go pretty well. I've had uh, shock top. You remember them? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was first kind of getting into craft, and that's not craft, but back in that day, it kind of was the only place you could really get a mass-produced pumpkin. They made a pumpkin beer that was pretty good. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. That was like 10 years ago. I don't know if they make it anymore or not. Mm. I was going to say Blue Moon Blue Moon does that pumpkin wheat every year. They have yeah. a pumpkin, and they have a horchata that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. You get the uh, sampler pack of that. Dolan would have recognized. You can still get Shock Top all over Chicagoland. So Dolan was just in Chicago. Yeah, yeah it was everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where they originated. So sure. that, and you can still get Shock Top everywhere. I think Shock Top is a fine substitute if, if okay, here are your choices. Mirror Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, Shock Top. Mm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know, right. Yeah, they give me flavor. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I think I want to hit in this part of the research real quick because Dolan talked about it, and it's pumpkin spice, and he was talking about pumpkin spice in the coffee shops. Yes. So I did some pumpkin spice latte research. Oh boy! Which is another reason why I'm basic today. <laughs> it was created in 2003, Starbucks. Uh, right now, it's in 50 countries in the world. Wow. There have been 424 million cups sold. Starts at about $4. They have made $1.4 billion off of pumpkin spice lattes, just at Starbucks. Man. There are, when I last checked this the other day when I did my research, 500,000 Instagram posts with the hashtag pumpkin spice latte there are 1.2 million that just say psl which is you know if if you're in the know that's the shorthand for pumpkin spice latte rich uh there's a verified twitter account this is called pumpkin spice latte has 500,000 followers uh at starbucks if you're going there a tall one of these has 300 calories so you can drink about three of these beers or one of those coffees has 39 grams of sugar, which seems like a lot to me. It has pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves, which is basically what's in this beer, basically. Um, and then as far as the beer market goes, I have some of that research too. So I want to go into that in a minute. Um, but the last part of the market stuff I want to talk about with the coffee is it's not just Starbucks. Everybody thinks about Starbucks. But most coffee places have a drink like this, you know, like a knockoff. Yep. Um, Starbucks has, let's see, let me make, make sure I have the notes right. Okay. In 2015 alone, the market for these drinks was $500 million. That's how much was made. And then in 2018, $600 million. So in three years, it went up a hundred million bucks. Um, but in that year, it's kind of was the peak, and now it's kind of coming back down. 
Um, but Dunkin', so Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. Eats Coffees, which I think is in the South, if I'm not mistaken. You can get that here, though. Yeah, you can get that here. And then Tim Hortons, which is like up in North, like uh, Canada and like Minnesota and that sort of places. Yep. They combine for $10 million. That's it. So the rest of it's all like Starbucks. Starbucks. So what do you think about pumpkin spice lattes? That's where you go. Here's the thing. And I've noticed this. And so I'm going to say this with a lot of confidence because beside every one of our podcasts there on Apple podcasts, we get the little E in the black, in the box, the explicit, right? Because sometimes we curse yeah. on, on the podcast. Fuck you, Starbucks. Whoa. Like, <laughs> I am this. You're responsible for this. This is, this is oh, your fault. Uh, <laughs> well, is, not totally. Here's why. Okay. Let me break it down for you. Oh, Look, okay. if we get the E, I'm going to earn it. There is a $600 million, let's say, um, price tag or money that's made for pumpkin spice things. Okay. The other top makers, ice cream. So okay. $10 million a year sold of pumpkin flavored ice cream or pumpkin sure. spice ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, pump, they call pie filling is one of these things. So I feel like pumpkin pie has been around longer than pumpkin spice lattes, but that's $130 million for just like canned pumpkin. Sure. This one kind of surprised me and uh, you, you'll either love this or hate it. Uh, $109.5 million on pumpkin spiced dog food. <laughs> well, now, here's the thing. Pumpkin I mean, pie filling, no. Regular pumpkin and like the can, like canned pumpkin, uh-huh, yeah. very good for your dog. It, it is really good for your dog. And yes. that might be why. So that's, yeah, $109 million mm-hmm. for dog food. Now, out of that... Um, you didn't say Ugg boots. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think that comes with it. Oh, I, I, didn't th- I thought it came in it. Well, you can put them in. You can drink it out of a Ugg boot. It's like Das boot, but for Uggs. <laughs> um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the beer part, like where pumpkin beers drop into the money of, of craft. Um, it's not in – they don't have like a specific category for pumpkin beer, so they throw it in with the seasonals, right, because okay. it's a changing sort of thing. So – um, $26 billion a year is the seasonal beer market. So when we're B yeah. So we're talking about, you know, Oktoberfest. So we're talking about, you know, whatever Christmas beers, or we're oh. talking about you oh. know, that sort of thing. That's $26 billion, but 15% of that is pumpkin, pumpkin beers. <laughs> and you just see me getting angrier here. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. 2017 and 2018, that was the bubble. And from that year, it went down 7.5%. So everything else was going up. And every brewery was making a pumpkin beer for a while. Of course. They were. Of course. I mean, when like maybe five years ago, when you go to the store, I mean, it was hard to pick a pumpkin beer because they were everywhere. Yep. And this year, specifically this year, when I went to find pumpkin beers, I found the two I brought. Like, that was it. Other than the one we've done before. Bonus beer. So we got a bonus beer coming up. So it's a big, it's still a big part of the market. It's it's gone down substantially uh, since you know the last four or five years. Um, but it's still one of my favorite seasonals and time to get these beers. And they're not 
they're really not around very long. So if you like this, they're usually out around the same time as Oktoberfest beers. Yep. Um, stock up. It's already too late. You'll have to try next year. Here's okay. Well, you, you're going to find all the leftovers. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, probably in the single beer, you know, the make your own six pack. You might find them there. They'll be a little dusty. Yeah. <laughs> in the past years, I've, I've really liked Sam Adams. I couldn't find it this year. They had two different ones before. Couldn't find them. Um, my local spot, Nebraska Brewing Company, they did can them this year again. Last year, I tried to get it for us, and they didn't can it. I like that one because it has a lot of vanilla in it. Um, last year, I think we talked about pumpkin, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not available here either, but they added a new one to their roster, I think. So I think they have like five or six now. Friday's a pump. They have a pumpkin stout there. It's called the Warlock. Um, but they have maybe, I think, five now in the family of pumpkin beers. So if you're out on the East Coast, you can find that stuff. I don't want to be one of those guys because we've all seen them on the, in the Facebook groups, right? Yeah. When the pumpkin beers start coming and pe- someone posts a picture for the first time, like, hey, and they just know they're going to get just railed. Right. They just yeah. know. And, you know, or whatever. And there's like, screw pumpkin. It doesn't belong in beer or whatever. And then there's people like, eh, it's okay or whatever. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guy that says it doesn't belong in beer. And, but does it? It's a, why wouldn't it? I mean, does cucumber, does cherry, does peach, does tangerines, pickles? I mean, I know. I've always yeah. said I don't mind fruit in my beer, right? I've always it, that's fine. Do I like? Do I mind vegetables in my beer? I don't know. Look, We've had pepper they, beers. They've yeah. made some some pretty weird beers out there. I would not be surprised. There's dryer lint beer, maybe pocket there's, lint beer. <laughs> there's beard that was made out of the yeast of the guy's beard. Right, the beard yeah. beer. There's Rocky Mountain oyster beer. Yeah, yeah. There's actual oysters in beer. I mean, there's... And Brian's favorite, there's French's mustard beer. Oh, God, no. Which I still haven't been able to obtain. I, I know. hope you can't. I um, really hope it's gone. That might be our last episode of A Beer with Atlas of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm rich, and I'd say, I'm angry. And I'd throw <laughs> down my headphones. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, it's just Rich and Dolan on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. I so the, what is it about the pumpkin beer? I don't, is, I don't know. The cinnamon, is it the, like the spice? Cause you can't, to me, I don't taste pumpkin necessarily. It almost, yeah, it, it's very pumpkin pie ish. And I don't like pumpkin pie at all, at all. I hate pumpkin pie, but I like this beer. It, you are essentially eating pumpkin pie. Essentially. Yeah, well, I'm drinking it, but yeah. <laughs> if pumpkin pie gave me a buzz, maybe I would like pumpkin pie. I don't know. I would argue that I drink pumpkin pie too. Just, you know. There you go. <laughs> Bonus beer time. All right. Let's, uh, yeah. So I poured the rest of the, I poured the rest of it here. I will end up drinking it. It's not like somewhere I'm like, mm, that's enough. O'Fallon to me always just call it kind of falls a little short. For whatever reason, that's the case. It always has always fallen short for me. Mm. I don't know why. Is um, it because it's close to St. Louis? Let's be honest. 
No, because I got I got another brewery to hate there. It's yeah, very true. easy to hate the other brewery there. Yeah, the evil very, empire. Yeah, right. It's very easy to cheer for these guys because yeah. they've been fighting the good fight for twenty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so I don't know. There's I I've had the uh, the peach wheat. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just a. If you were to, I don't know, it's just a wheat beer that has some peach in it or whatever. It's, I would say it's better than the, what's, uh, oh, there's one in that, what's the brewery in Kearney? Thunder, Thunderhead. Thunderhead. It's yeah. better oh, well. than their peach beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so we can get. Um, so it's not O'Fallon for you. It's, it's, it's O'Fallon. Oh, it's O'Fallon. There it is. <laughs> yep. No, I, I like think beer. I loved it. Actually, well, but I'm a huge pumpkin spice guy, so I love. I like it too. I love pumpkin everything, and I bet you I'm gonna love the punk pie. Yeah. So bonus beer, tell us about the bonus beer because it comes from a brewery called West O, and that's not West Omaha. Nope, that is West like Okaboji. So it's an Iowa made beer. Um, We've talked about them before. We've had one of their beers before. I don't know if we did an episode of this, but I think I know that you and me did a video of it for chocolate, maybe Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day, yeah. Long time ago. See what does that say? Can for the what? Can for the couch. There you go. Because you can't go out. Play everything's closed. You have it at home. Uh, so it's so that's what that is. Oh, yeah. Um the brewery itself has been around, oh, maybe about seven years or so, maybe eight. Um, this is one of Frank's spots. Mm-hmm. They have a red ale, like a smoked red ale that he really likes there. Uh, and he's got a, I know, I know he's got like a Westo shirt. I've seen him wear before. So it's in that area. Um, their chocolate stout that we did do won a gold medal two years in a row at great American beer festival. Wow. So that's how I found out about him. I found him at a, at a beer fest here. Actually it was at Warner park. The first year they did it there and Westo was there and that was the first year they had won the gold and it was, you know, 118 degrees that day. And that was the only beer I went back for to have again. It was so good. Wow. I always have some of that out at my house. Uh, And then they've just continued to make really good stuff. Now they're not a brewery. That's like, we always talk about cross train. They're not making 18 different IPAs here. They're more of a German traditional style, you know, Pilsner's, um, this is a Dunkel, I think they mm-hmm. have like reds. They have, um, they did make a couple of shandies this year that were really good. They had a cherry limeade one that was like pretty phenomenal, mm-hmm. which was another one of these seasonal, like limited release beers. They make an IPA, they have a pale ale, they have a wheat, they cover the bases. Um, but they're not, they're not, uh, like a cross drain. They're probably more like a pint nine, if you will. Sure that style of, of brew. So the reason I bought this one is uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tristan, who helps me run the beer page that we have, uh, grabbed these and said, holy cow, this is good. I'd never had it before. Um, it's not necessarily a pumpkin beer. It has the pumpkin spices. I don't know that there's actual pumpkin in it, um, but it is, I think it's, a, a, it's like a double, I think. Or Dubel, if you will. Dubel, yeah. So it's a Belgian style Dubel. I'm trying to get the 
I'm trying to get the pumpkin out of my mouth here because I just I'm trying to finish because I want to pour it into a glass, but I think I'm just gonna drink it right out of the can. So I'm trying to get the, there you go. the previous pumpkin out cinnamon of and other spices, which are like allspice and clove and nutmeg. It was, would be my guess. Probably. Yeah. All right, here we go. Smells good. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Hmm. It's it's uh is it is it is it is it correct to say spicier? It is spicier, <laughs> yeah. and not in like a hot not, spicy. Not in a hot sense, but it's there's way more spice to the pumpkin than pumpkin compared to the to the O'Fallon. Way more, way 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 way. It's also a lot darker in color. Mm-hmm. Way darker, and, and that's the style of that beer, right? So, um, that's what you'd get in a traditional one without those pumpkin-y spices. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't done enough research on this one to know if there's even pumpkin in it. It might just be this style with the pumpkin pie spice additives. Hmm, maybe. Oh. It's, it, it is interesting. It tastes, it is completely different than the pumpkin beer that we just had. It says okay. two row malt, biscuit malt, Mount Hood hops, Belgian yeast, yep. cinnamon, and other. Yeah. So no pumpkin. Oh. There you go. So it's a pumpkin beer with no pumpkin, which is why it was a bonus beer. Well, that's why maybe it's called punked. Punked. You got punked. 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 Yeah. Could be pretty cool. Uh, uh, the last thing I want to need without no pumpkin. Without having pumpkin, right? Yeah. The last thing I wanted to get into real quickly is I did a little bit of historical information on the jack-o'-lantern. Oh. So on the O'Fallon, um, there's a jack-o'-lantern on the label. There you go. Rich's is a little bit different. There's Dolan's. Um, we know them as carved pumpkins, right? And I think if, if you've been on the internet at all, you've probably seen the picture of the turnip that was carved. They used to use turnips in England and Ireland and stuff back in the day before pumpkins were a big thing. Yes. So jack-o'-lanterns were carved out of turnips. And that's a little bit weird. There's a story in one of my kids' Halloween Disney books that's about a carved turnip. It's a Peter Pan story. Uh, but that's pre-19th century. So we're talking 1700s. In the 1800s, Victorian times, pumpkins hit the market, basically. And that's where you think about jack-o'-lanterns. Now, no one really knows the name or where it comes from. Um, in, like the history of the term jack-o'-lantern was used in a couple different ways. One of them is synonymous with will of the wisp. If you've ever heard of that, mm -hmm. it's like basically phosphorescence or like dying vegetable material, dead grass and stuff will emit this almost looks like a flame. And they call that jack-o'-lantern. That was the term. And then the other thing was um, back in the day when there were, night watchman in a city walking around making sure no one was breaking into your house or whatever mm -hmm. um if you didn't know that person they were called a jack so like we would say something like a bro hey bro or you know hey dude if you didn't know somebody back in that day you'd say hey jack and that was what it was and he's walking around with a lantern at night because he's patrolling the town in england or wherever in europe so they started be becoming known as jack 
of the lantern. And then that was shorted to Jack O'Lantern. So no one knows really, but it's both of them. It's because of flames because hmm. the light was, you know, that's how you had light back then. And uh, it, it makes sense to me that that's where that would come from. But it's either 400 year old name, which was the guy walking around with a lantern, or it might even be like older than that with the will of the wisp tie in. So that's where the name comes from. You, you can decide, I guess, where, or what uh, it means, but that's how it was. Um, as far as the theories of these, like where did the pumpkin come from? Why is it a jack-o'-lantern? Why did they carve these things? There's three different reasons. One of them, it was basically to scare off evil spirits. So you'd put it outside your house and it's like, you know, a pagan thing. Yeah. Ghosts are coming and they're, they're going to come in your house. Oh, wait, there's a scary vegetable carved out here. I'll go to the next one. Okay. Uh, the other one was a story about jack-o'-lanterns was in Ireland, the devil made this guy named Jack like walk around uh, forever for eternity with this lit carved thing like a turnip so he was walking around with this lit up thing and that's why it's a jack-o'-lantern now that's that's drunken irish story like a bunch of drunk irish guys which could be yeah 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 and then the third one was kids would carve them and then light candles in the pumpkin and use that to scare people so it was like a prank so I guess you could be scared super easily in the 1700s. I don't know. I mean, there was no CGI or anything back then, but so I guess a lit vegetable would scare you. And uh, <laughs> that's what it was. So those are the three theories as to where it comes from, or it was either a story or uh, yeah. So you carved it to keep away the evil spirits. That's probably where I would guess it comes from. Uh, sure. That seems like it would apply to more people. And then the last thing I talked about with pumpkins, when I think about jack-o'-lanterns, um, it's Disney tie-in again, ding, ding, uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. So that's like an animated, it's not really a movie, it's shorter than that, it's like 20 minutes long. Bing Crosby is the voice, which I love, his singings, and uh, he does the narration for the thing too, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a short, it's a story written in wrote down 1790 uh, by Washington Irving. Mm-hmm. And he had just kind of come to New York. So New York is one of the very first states. And this is right after the Independence War. Right. So it's a very new country. And he writes this story about this school teacher that shows up to this town named Ichabod Crane. And everybody wants to know about him. And he falls in love with this girl in the town who also has a guy that wants to marry her. So it's a love triangle. And the guy makes up the story about uh, a headless horseman to scare this guy. Cause he knows he's a chicken. And that's basically the story. And then he, you can decide if he either dresses up like the headless horseman to scare him off, or maybe the headless horseman is real. We don't know, but either way, Ichabod Crane leaves town and does not marry the girl. And that guy does. So I'm guessing he, he did it, but that's the story. And I am always remembering when as a kid watching that because he takes off the, he has a lit up pumpkin and he throws it down the bridge and it comes at the screen like this and it blows up and kind of spooky uh, as a six year old. And my kid loves it too. So we watch it quite a bit. It made $1,625,000 in the movie theater, which is a lot. 
considering it was like 24 minutes long. Yeah. And it was in the 40s. But then again, we're, what else are you going to do for entertainment, right? And right. Bing Crosby was a huge star. Yeah. So anything that's tied to him, it was the only time he ever was in an animated thing. Uh, Disney paid him a pretty good amount of money for that. And it's tied now into another thing that was done by a British guy that did, it was like a, a famous British actor too. Um, Mr. Toad is the story. Um, mm -hmm. And he, his name's Basil something, like Basil Rathbone or something British. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. So he does that. So they're tied together now and they're put in a, as a short movie, uh, but it's about it's still less than an hour long. But if you go on Disney plus, as we talked about in the star Wars episode, you can watch this film uh, it came out in the forties. It's still relevant today and it's pretty fun. A lot of good songs. There you go. Pumpkins. I don't know about this. Oh my goodness. Dolan, what do you think? Oh, I'm only really going to listen to you. Um, you know what? I, I don't know when I found out that there probably wasn't any pumpkin in here. You got sad. Yeah. I got a little sad. Yeah. Um, I, I think I still like the O'Fallon one. I, if I had a choice, I would choose the O'Fallon. This one is still good. I would, I would order it. Yeah. Um, the O'Fallon one has a little bit of sweetness that this one does not have. Yes. This I one, think. this one is a little, like I said, a little bit spicier in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, cinnamon and, and yeah. probably nutmeg and, and whatever else. This is closer to like a holiday ale. You know what yeah, I mean? We're getting right. close. We're creeping closer to that. Yes. This is a, you put a little cranberry in here and you take away some, maybe a little bit of the cinnamon nutmeg kind of, or whatever. Yeah. You've you got, got a Christmas beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not that far off. Yeah. It, it really isn't that far off from Christmas beer. Um, it does though. It does taste like there's pumpkin in here. The punk pie is is the perfect name for this. It, it really does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if I use, I will go. I'm I'm coming back to the O'Fallon beer, which is okay. not my style, right? That's just not. But this was like Dolan said, and spicy is a bad term because you 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 quite you equate spicy with hot heat. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what this is. It, there's a spice ish. I'll still drink it mm -hmm. that I will come back to the O'Fallon pumpkin beer and finish this before I finish that one. Right. I don't know. Like when you hear pumpkin spice latte, you think like pumpkin up front spice on the finish. Mm -hmm. This is spice up front pumpkin in the finish. I think different. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had some of the O'Fallon left cause I would combine them and see what that's like. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be good. That'd be hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Back to the jack-o'-lantern thing, like other than drinking beer and experimenting with turkey recipes, my my favorite thing in the fall is is carbon pumpkins, I think. I love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a lot of Don't work like and it's a lot of mess, but <laughs> it's lot fun too. I like it, it. It's so well, the fun part of it is keeping the seeds and roasting it and then that's true. Having a snack. Yeah. I love some pumpkin seeds. Mm, me too. Yeah. Dolan, you're an old soul. Like, I wouldn't say that many people your age would be like, I can't wait to carve pumpkins. <laughs> yep. I don't know. No, I love it. It's so much fun. I love doing it. We used to do it every year, you know, growing up, all my brothers and I would get together and my stepmom, she would buy us each a pumpkin. We'd play rock, paper, scissors over who gets what pumpkin. 
you know, the bigger one or the weird yeah. stand or whatever. Yep. And then we'd lay newspaper on our entire like kitchen table. Yeah. We just, we just go for it. Go to town. Yep. What is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever had? Ooh, I think Ultimate Warrior from last year's Halloween <laughs> party. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That one that one was uh probably the most I've ever gone in on a costume. All my costumes have been like, you know, either homemade or Pinterest ideas. <laughs> and that's true. Don't and I don't say I don't and I don't say this like sold out in a bad way. Dolan sold out on that costume, man. He <laughs> it was it was ultimate warrior all the way. It was fantastic. Yeah. I went one year, we played a show in Crete, Nebraska. I think it was Crete or Waverly. No, it was Waverly. And oh. I was uh Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> Halloween and uh my friend Daryl bass player he was the um head of ELO so he was Jeff Lynn so if you know what he looks like he's got a big curly mm-hmm. afro basically white guy afro with shades and then my friend Mark who played guitar uh he went in as a accountant so he had a tie so <laughs> that was that was a, a good Halloween show that we played and that was his costume but yeah I was I was Rivers that had some tape on my glasses and a nice sweater vest awesome rich uh, you know what i my friend uh brian peter brian my friend brian peterson mm-hmm. which is funny so my best friend from college who was my roommate brian schmidt uh brought me back a kilt from uh when he was overseas and yeah so i have been i've been rowdy rowdy piper because he knew deep down that he was my piper was my favorite wrestler sure. going way back i wasn't a hogan guy I wasn't a macho man guy. I was a Piper guy. And I love, I just love Piper because he was crazy. Yeah. And he never knew what he was going to do. And I love just being so nervous every time he came on screen because he didn't know what he was going to do. He's going to punch me and Gene in the face. He didn't care. Like it yeah. didn't matter. And I love that about Piper. And with anyone that knows my personality probably understands exactly why I would, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. So I have been Rowdy Rowdy Piper for a number of years for for uh for halloween it's probably my favorite probably my favorite nice no. now do you guys um what's the best costume you've seen you know come up to your door for trick-or-treating like when you're mm-hmm. eating candy i don't know about the best but i'll tell you the worst and i oh. hate it and i'm gonna sound off real fast okay kids in junior high seventh grade sixth grade seventh grade that just wear their football outfits yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're just wearing their jersey. Half like, ass. Get out of here. Are you like, yeah. you're getting the mounds here. No. Have this shit. I don't want it. No, wait a minute. Wait You're a not minute. getting anything Black else. Black licorice. <laughs> if you yeah. don't want those mounds, I'll take them. I'll eat them. Well, don't. bring your jersey over. I'll give them to you in a pillowcase. <laughs> but yeah, that's the worst. There's like every year. There's about ten guys that will all show up, usually together. Yeah. And they're you know, midget football gear or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Because they still want candy, but they're too cool for school. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Last year, there was a lot of inflatable costumes in my neighborhood. Dinosaurs specifically, but there was other, like a guy looked like an alien was carrying him around. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. So they've, they've definitely amped it up since Rich and I were kids and we had the plastic mask that you couldn't see or breathe out of. Yep. (laughs) Don, what's yours? Well, 
I think uh, the one of my favorites. It, it was also kind of I don't know. It was it was a homemade costume. You could tell, but it was so creative and it was it was awesome. Uh, somebody came up as the wrecking ball from Miley Cyrus's. <laughs> they had they had. Um, it looked like they were wearing. I don't know. It was like some sort of wire thing around them. And the wire was filled with the trash, like trash bags and whatever else. And it, they looked like the, the wrecking ball. And then they had a chain like hanging off their back. That's awesome. And then they had a little Barbie <laughs> that was supposed to be Miley Cyrus, like, like sitting on the side of the wrecking ball. <laughs> and uh, I saw it immediately because that song was was huge that year everywhere yeah. yeah it was everywhere um i saw that and i i lost it i and actually we were playing i was the band that i was in was playing a halloween show and that's where i saw it and i was like oh my gosh that is hilarious so and of course columbus being a small town i saw her out you know trick-or-treating everywhere and it was it was it was pretty awesome Nice. Yeah, and then um, I think it was a couple years ago, Atlas, we do the, maybe it was last year, we do the the little trick-or-treating out at Warner Park, the Storm mm-hmm. Chasers. Um, yeah. The, are they the AAA for the Royals? The Royals, yeah. The Royals. yeah. Mm-hmm. We do a thing uh, called, every year called baseball Ween. baseball Ween, yeah. We, we did a video about it a while back. And uh, there was a kid there who was in a wheelchair. And his dad built his wheelchair into the Millennium Falcon. Was that was that right? It was the X-wing. Oh, it was the X-wing. It was Luke's X-wing. Oh, that was that's pretty sweet. So it was cool. fantastic, dude. That kid was the star of the show. He he had the best like, and it was it was really well done. Like his yeah. dad must have taken measurements, like yeah. painted it, it was exactly like the scale. The, oh. Yeah, it oh. was fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. It was, everyone was asking for pictures with this kid. Like this kid was, uh, man, he he was Luke Skywalker for a day. And it was, it was pretty unbelievable. It was, it was magnificent. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this, uh, this show is um, after Halloween. If you you guys see anything cool, leave a comment below or, you know, just tell us about it because that is awesome. Yeah, we don't even know right. what's going to happen with Halloween this year. Uh, <laughs> well, by now we'll know, yeah. but I'm feeling yeah. it'll mean nothing. Yeah, so. yeah. Fun fact: we're rec- we're recording this a couple of weeks before Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so untapped. Let's do uh, the O'Fallon pumpkin slash yam beer. Yeah, yam. Yam. Yep. So, all right. So twenty four thousand check ins. This one's been around the block a few times. Give me an idea. Mm. 3.76. I'm going to go 3.68. 3.64. Ooh. So close. So close. And that was, quite honestly, for a pumpkin beer like that, for for the shit that pumpkin beers get, 3.64 is pretty darn good. Yeah. That's, not, that's not bad. I mean, a four average is amazing. Yeah. With 22,000 check-ins. So that's, yeah, pretty good. All right. So now let's look up, let's look at the punked, punked pie. Punked pie. 
Fucking high. Probably a lot less than 22,000. Uh, 848. Yeah. So 848. I couldn't even find this beer on their website, by the way. Oh. I looked. It wasn't even on there. So. Well, it is a uh, limited release. Limited but they release. had the, the summer shandies and all that stuff, too. But they, they did not have this one. So really just didn't update their website yet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's one of those where they're just like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll drop it, but we're not going to tell the beer community. They do it. have <laughs> a French toast cocoa stout right now that's out that I have seen in the store, which would probably be pretty awesome. Yum. I would have that. Yes. Me too. All right. Brian has already checked this in one time. Yep. 848 check-ins. What do you say we're at? And Brian's check-in is actually pretty close. Is it? To, yeah, your your score is actually pretty close to the actual score. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna I'll just go in. Um, uh, 3.83. I'm gonna say 3.95. 3.68. What I go 3.75? You went three three five, but that was four oh. years ago. Last time you oh, checked, yeah. it was 2016. Yeah. Oh, so they've yeah. done this before. It's just they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Back every year, maybe? maybe. Maybe I don't remember seeing it last year, so it's possible. I, I vaguely recall the can, vaguely. So I probably have seen it a few times. It's possible. The other, the, all their beers have the same design. True. So it's just a matter of what it says in the middle, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yep. Exactly. So, well, I guess. I'll keep drinking it. I'll finish it. It's not my favorite. I'll actually take jalapeno beers over this, quite honestly. But oh wow, that's surprising. Look, but if you put a beer in front of me, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it. To I'm gonna finish it. Mm. Mm. So, well, Brian Dolan, we're not going anywhere for a while. Me and Dolan are going to go to the pumpkin patch. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.